All right, Captain Evil. Hello. Here we are. Good morning. Ready to go again. Are we starting on a better tone this morning? I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I I do realize that we have become those parents, right? We're the, hey, sit in the corner and watch your tablet. Oh. <laughs> we didn't have a babysitter uh, today, and my assistant, Timmy, who usually hangs out with him. and Had a hot uh, date. Had a hot date hot in Houston. Date. So we were like, what are we going to do? I guess we'll bring him. You know, so we brought him into the office today and we we, we sat him down and we're like, here, dude, here's your tablet. <laughs> oh my tablet. God, but the kid's so happy. Meanwhile, he's got like gambling games on his tablet. <laughs> well, we're, we're very, we're very, you know, he, when we travel uh, in the car, you know, he gets to watch a little tablet. If we're on an airplane, he gets to watch. When we're stuck in one place. A little tablet, yeah. you know, but at home, we're very strict about how much tablet we? time. What are you talking about? Well, I'm you, the one who enforces it. You're, you're like, you're here, evil. have the tablet. No, I don't yes. do that. No. Yeah. You're evil. And you're like, poor guy. He's like, look, sometimes he looks at me, he's like, dad, no tablet today. Why? And I have, <laughs> and I have to be like, well, Captain Evil over there won't let you use it, buddy. Sorry. Pediatrician's guidelines are one hour a day of tech time. Oh, my, see, sometimes, and we definitely like, go over that. Sometimes you're like Mrs. Freaking read too much. and Read too much? Do you ever notice that like child psychologists... Because you're read not at all. So that's ever, why I seem read Child psychologists' much. kids are usually whores. What? Or they're a mess. They, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, then what's your excuse? I'm not a whore. <laughs> you were last night in my dream. We... Oh my God, you woke up so mean to me. You were oh still God, in bed dude. and you were already being I, mean. I had this dream and it, it was one of those dreams that was so real, right? Where I'm like, I'm living it. So I, 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 I get, a show gets canceled uh-huh. and I'm like, oh man, I, I, you know, I'm going to surprise my wife. I'm going to go home Saturday night. Normally I'd be working, but I got canceled. I'm going home. So I, I, I get home. And Garrett is there with Betty, uh, our go-to babysitter. Well, see, at least I didn't leave him with the tablet in your dream. It could have been worse. Well, <laughs> so then I'm like, hey, Betty, where's where's Renee? And she goes, oh, she's at an event. And I'm like, huh, she didn't tell me about any event. I go, but I know where that event is. And I, I go to the event. I walk in, and you're sitting on Brad Garrett's lap. You're, and I'm like... What the hell's going on? Baby, you know I'm not into tall guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you are into rich guys. So I know you'll do anything for money. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so, I, and then I'm just kind of like, what's going on? And then you make out with him. And I was so mad at you. Like out in public? In front of, I don't even do that. You guys were, like, really you guys were like watching a movie or something. It was at like, an event? At an event. Like maybe it was like a Brad Garrett premiere or, or something. <laughs> And, and so anyway, I'm like, so I finally pull you aside. I'm like, why would you do this to our family? Why did, did you do this? Did you say anything to Brad? No, why would I say? that? That's a, I get, it cracks me up that dudes get mad at dudes for hooking up with their wife. And it's like, you shouldn't be mad at the dude, the dude's being a dude. Oh, come on. I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? Like That's the dude's so being sexist. a dude. It's That's not sexist. sexist. No, it takes, it why takes should I be? two people. Yes. And she could say no. Yes, as it's could It's up he. to your wife to say no. Sure. 
Sure. Right? It's yeah. not up to him. He's like, he's like, I'm trying to hook up with this this girl. And if you're the one that can either say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm married. But it's your time to say you're married too. Are we turning the dream into real life? Because I'm starting no, to get I'm a little agitated. About, no, I'm talking about a, so, okay. Let's be a wife, what we're talking a about. A wife cheats on her husband with another in dude. Real in real life, right? So a wife cheats on her husband with another dude. Why, okay, so if you cheated on me with another guy, I will not be mad at that guy. Well, no, because I'm the one in the relationship with you, right. obviously. So I'm of course mad you at should be you. mad at me. But in but in the same tone, if you're making it a male female thing, if a girl came up to you and you cheated on you cheated, I'm not going to say, oh, well, he's a guy. That's what guys do. No, Heck I'm no, not I'm going to be pissed as hell. You're going to be mad at me. Yeah. But are you going to be mad at the girl? Well, I don't I mean I don't care. I'm not married to her. It's not about her. That's what I, she can be. Is, whoever is she that wants not what I'm be. saying? That's what I'm saying. But you made it a male-female no, thing, not a my-spouse thing. No, that, but that's what I'm saying. It, ma- it makes me, it's funny to me that dudes are like, I'm mad at the guy gotcha. and okay. my wife. No, dude, you should be mad at your wife and vice versa. You sh- Hey, ladies, if your husband cheats on you, don't be mad at the woman. Okay, now I see why you wake up so angry yeah, I was after mad. a cheating dream. Because oh just God. talking about it has me all like on edge. I, so I woke up and then, you know, we're, we're in the process of buying a house and... Um, the realtor sends us like this agreement or whatever. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, Renee, have you seen the agreement? And she's like, whoa. I just opened my eyes. Like, What's the problem? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you cheated on me last night. <laughs> like, it felt so real to me. You need to read this agreement now. Oh, dude, but remember, remember when. <laughs> so I'm having a sexual dream, right? You remember that? <laughs> I know what you're going to say, and I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having this dream, this, like, sex dream. And then I wake up, and I'm having sex with my wife. <laughs> like, I was like, what's happening? Like, oh, my God. I woke up during the sex, right? I'm so mortified right now. And then Renee goes, Renee goes, she goes. I feel like this is a story you tell in private with friends. She goes, she goes, oh my God, you were so passionate tonight. And I go, well, because in my dream, you were somebody else. And I just said it to be funny. I didn't mean no, it, but didn't. yeah. You really meant to you, asshole. I was like, she, she was like, oh my God, you were like passionately kissing me. You remember that? Yes, I remember. Because it's the best sex we've ever had. (laughs) Ever. Really, ever. I think Vegas sex is the best sex we ever had. Okay, change the topic. I think Vegas sex is the best sex. Change the topic, please. Back to your crappy dream, your cheating dream. So anyway, I woke up very upset with you. And it's funny because every freaking week I'm like, what the, What are we going to talk about? And <laughs> gosh, we have to come up with crap to talk about. Like, what are we going to talk about? Why Brad about? Garrett, though? When you told me Brad Garrett, that I know. was like, really? Why not Brad Pitt? Like, what, what, what are going to be with Brad <laughs> Well, if it was Garrett Brad Pitt, I wouldn't be mad. If it, you know what I mean? If it's Brad Pitt, I'm like, well, you know, she's boning Brad Pitt now. I mean, hey, girl, good for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, damn. And I guess I'm not paying child support. You got Brad Pitt, right? <laughs> so yeah, if it was Brad Pitt, I'd probably feel different. I'd be like, of course she cheated with, with, because I mean, you don't, you, Brad Pitt's out of your league. But instead, it's Brad.
Brad Garrett, the man we named our son after. <laughs> yeah. Look, hey, Brad's got game. You say it like Brad doesn't have not, a game. No, I did not. Brad is very charming and funny. And Brad has a beautiful wife. Yes, he does, absolutely. I wasn't saying it like that. I was just saying, like, of all the people you could have dreamed, like, like we know it, Mark Wahlberg is my hall pass, yes, right? Yes, and we like, know that Kevin Costner is mine. <laughs> he is. Kevin Costner is my hero. I love all baseball movies, right? Like, he's the dude I would love to meet. The two, I have, I, I have a lot of celebrity friends, right? I, you name a comedian, I know him, I've met him, I've chatted with him. Um, other guys in movies are my friends. Some of my friends that I started comedy with are now becoming stars. None of them make me starstruck. However, I think if I met Kevin Costner, I'd be like, yeah. and George Strait. If I were, if, um, if I could meet George Strait, my, that's on my bucket list to meet George Strait Right, and, and sit around his campfire at his ranch with the other Mexicans that work for him. <laughs> like, I, dude, George Strait for me. Because remember, you know my John Travolta story. Oh, that's a crazy story. You gotta tell that story because that's like a weird, oh, dude, sort of so, <laughs> random And, and by the way, story. like for me, I think, I think people that were famous when I was a kid, I'm more excited to meet. That's normal. I think that's everybody. You know, uh, celebrities that, that became celebrities as when I was an adult and I meet them, I'm like, eh, right? But like, I met um, uh, the bad guy from Karate Kid. The, um, uh, what's oh, his name? He's got a guy. weird name. Is Zucker or, or, but I met him and I was like, oh my God, I just met the bad guy from Karate Kid. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, so, and, and so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm hungover. It's a Sunday. I used to live on Sunset and Gower yep. with Brandon Rogers. In the Batcave. In the Batcave. You always called it the Batcave. Because it was no windows. It was so dark and that brown carpet. I it loved was totally it, like a Batcave. I loved it. No, and I should have stayed so, there forever. So it was rent sad. control. I was paying no money. And then you came, yeah, I don't want to live in the Batcave. <laughs> Let's get out of the Batcave. You had then one window that you, looked out on an alley. That was it. You broke me. And then... So anyway, Sunset and Gower, and then down the street is a place called Birds. Across the street from Birds is the Scientology building. Yeah, the big Hollywood center. The big the Hollywood. The celebrity center, Yes, the that. celebrity yeah. center for, so it's a Sunday morning-ish, and I'm hungover, and I'm sitting at the bar. They had this great, um, like, chicken, chicken everything. That's why it was called Birds. It had chicken everything. But they had this great chicken soup that reminded me of Mom's Mexican caldo. Uh-huh. So I would go over there for the hangover, right? So I'm sitting there eating, and this dude next to me, older guy, he's like, well, back then, I was in my 20s, so he was probably like 30. <laughs> like, older guy, you know, older guy. He goes, hey, man, um, you want a shot? And I'm like, man, like, try not to drink, but if you're buying, I said, I'll do a shot with you. So he orders two shots. We have a shot. He has a shot. We start talking. We start chatting it up, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, I'm supposed to be at Scientology right now. My cousin wants me there, right? And he's like, you want another shot? I mean, we're like four shots in. And then all of a sudden, John Travolta comes storming in. And he like comes... Yeah, like, like he's pissed. Like he's pissed. I got to make fun of me, dude. Because what is this? That's, that was my act out. That was my... That was my act out. You just want to show off your shoulders or what? What was you that? You noticed. You noticed. <laughs> you clearly noticed my cannonball. You clearly okay, noticed. sorry. Go. So anyway, and it's hard to look that way because they're like, sometimes they're in my peripheral. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oh, that's my shoulder. Because your neck's too thick. 
dude. <laughs> Why am I even mad in my dream when you cheat on me? I should be so relieved. In my dream, I'd be like, finally, she found another guy to torment. <laughs> so Travolta comes in. He comes in, yeah, right? Yeah. Travolta comes in, and he's like, what are you doing? He's yelling at the guy next to me. You're supposed to be at, 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 at church and blah, blah, blah. And are you drinking? And did you? And he starts pointing at me. He goes, did you give him drinks? I go, hey, man, I didn't give him any drinks. He goes, you know what, buddy? He tells me to my face, you're in big trouble, mister. You're in big trouble. And then he grabs the dude and leaves. And everybody around me was like, oh, crap, you know John Travolta? And I'm like, no, but he just scolded me. <laughs> Apparently, I'm in big trouble. That was the same place. Uh-oh. Dude. I'm, oh, how do we just segue to this story? I don't know. We had plans to talk like, about certain things. This episode's going to be like titled All the Most Embarrassing Stories. For Renee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had first started dating, Renee and I. You tell the story. I, I really yeah. You tell the story. I had only been in L.A. not even a week. Not even a week. I'd only been in L.A. like three days. And you and I walk to Birds because it's close to your apartment to meet friends for a drink. Right. And then you take it from there. No, it's better because, so <laughs> we, we had just started dating. We go to Birds. We're all going to have drinks. And we're, we're kind of nestled up at the bar. And as soon as Renee sits down. I was the only girl. It was like you, me, Donnie, Donnie Jeremy, Sosa, Jeremy, who was like super like yoga, hippie, Buddha, dippy, like Austin, peace. right? Yeah. Like, so... We, as soon as we get to the bar, Donnie and oh, Donnie goes, I'm going to the restroom. Right? Yeah. And it's packed. It's packed. And it was yeah. during. So I'm, a, I'm at a seat and you guys are all standing around. Right. So we, I sit Renee down because I'm a gentleman. And then within seconds, this dude is like, uh, hey, uh, can I buy you a drink? Full and moves and like puts an arm around me. Yeah, puts yeah. an arm around her. And he's, he's like, he's like 7'2, seven 7'3. Seven he's, he's a, a big, guy. big guy. So if I'm, if I'm 6'2, He's got to be seven foot. So, <laughs> so he puts his arm around her, and I am of the belief that, you know, hey, if, if Renee's a strong girl. I've been living in New York for three years. I can a, handle myself. Yeah, we're on a yes. date. Like, I, you know, I don't need to do this macho crap where I go in and be like, hey, bro. You know, I let her handle it, right? Well. So Renee says, um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on a date. And he was like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Like, you want to drink or not? And Renee's like, like, no, like, I'm telling you, I'm here, I'm here with, with somebody. Someone. I'm here with somebody. And he wouldn't stop. And then he puts his arm around her again. And he's like, it's all right. Like, you know, I'm here now. And you can have a drink. And I just grab him by the wrist. And I take his arm off. And I go, buddy, she doesn't want a drink. I don't even go like, that's my bitch. Or I think he said, she, you know? she said she's here with someone. Yeah, or something, right? But I wasn't like, hey, that's my bitch. You know what I mean? I was like, hey, dude, why don't, you know, we take a break or whatever. And he was like, What's your problem, bro? I'm just trying to buy her a drink. Can I buy her a drink? And I was like, the lady doesn't want a drink. Right? So then as that's happening, he's getting aggressive. Now he's getting aggressive. His buddy comes over and is... Tries to step in. Yeah. Like, tries what's, to step what's the in. problem? And I go, I go, there's no problem. So now I've kind of wedged myself between him and Renee. And then he leans over her. He, oh, this is when I just, my shoulders just went up to my ears. He leans because the over. Minute her, he said it, I knew it was game and over. And he goes, just so you know, little man, I'd fuck you up. And I'm like, mm, I was like, he doesn't mm. know only I can call you little man. And I, uh, <laughs> I turned around and his buddy goes, what's the problem? And I look at his buddy and I go, 
in three seconds, I'm going to break his nose. By the time he says what, I break his nose. He drops to the ground. I've got him by the hair. And I look around, and I'm like, who's fucking next? And I drop him one more. Game over. And Renee was like, oh, my God. No. Like she lost it, bro. No, like I'm thinking, I just moved to. She was like, did I really He's move the to LA for this? Mexican I've ever met in my life. Remember? No, and that's I, it. She was in love. No, no. I was thinking, did I really move to LA for this? And then you know what song started playing? I am the man who will fight <laughs> for you. No, it was during Hurricane Katrina, and I remember they like turned on all the lights in the bar, right? Because this mess had But is that some John Wayne shit or what, And they're like, at a time like this. Was that some John Wayne shit? So anyway, we We walk out and then this whole group (laughs) follows us out. The best is Donnie comes back and he's like, what happened? (laughs) He's like, we're getting kicked out. (laughs) Right? So we we get kicked out and then he's got like all his LA buddies. There's like five or six of them. Five or six of them. They come out and they're like, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. And I turn around and I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Y'all come over here. And then Renee's like, are you crazy? There's five of them. I'm like, no, they saw what I did to their friend. They're not coming over here. I was like, there's five of them and you've got Donnie Sosa and Jeremy. This is not going to work <laughs> out well. <laughs> that, that, uh, God, we should just talk about all the fights you've started. No, sh- no, no, we're not doing okay, well, that. Okay, we'll skip that because I think that, that later on we need to tell the story. Not this episode, we'll tease it, of the greatest party I ever threw. Oh, I thought you, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, that's I think a we good should, story too. Because we got lots to talk about. Yeah. A lot of things happened this weekend yes. that I wanted to talk about. But we about. definitely have to go back to that story, the greatest that's party a, you ever That's through. a great story. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, but I do want to talk about um, you making me late to work all the time. <sighs> okay, but this week, that was Dude. clearly a communication. No, it, was it wasn't. Miscommunication. Yes, it was. It was clearly an instance no. of you said this, but you didn't really mean it, and I thought you said something no, else. No, dude. So, Renee, you have you have this ability. R- Renee's defense mechanism is if you tell her something, then she gets louder, meaner, okay. and aggressive. No, 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 no. So she trains me I get to be afraid to say shit. On a regular shit. basis, you railroad me on this podcast, and I'm the one I'm who I'm going to railroad loud. you tonight, dog. Mmm, mmm. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I just want to no. reach across and strangle you. No, do you. you not do that? Do you not have a habit of, like, so I'm afraid to, like... I have a really bad habit of being right. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, look, I don't have a problem with you being late to something that is not my job. Sure. If we're late to a wedding because of your... How long does it take you to get ready? An hour. But look. No, it takes longer than an hour. If I have to blow dry my hair, but because I know you are so impatient, I will wash my hair the night before and let it air dry because I have so much freaking hair. It takes so long. No, let me finish because women will sympathize with this. This. Look at her looking for a team. Like she's like, ladies, get on board. Let's. It takes, it takes a long time to blow dry. So I, I literally plan the day before for clean hair. Okay, so I'm not saying that it doesn't take long. All I'm saying is that it, I gave you two hours notice. I don't need two hours. And I, apparently you do because we were late. No. You were late. You gave me less than an hour. No, I... Okay, let's talk about... Oh, let's, my God. Let's, let's talk about this in particular. particular. Yes, not in general. I said, what time's the show? Okay, I would like to walk out of the door at 7 o'clock. But we, were, take, we were taking a day nap. 
we were taking a day nap together. And then I said, we're, I would like to walk out of the hotel room at 7 o'clock. Yes, and when you said that, we the hour window was already ticking. And it takes me, it does, no, it I wasn't. allow myself an hour to get ready. Yes, we woke up, as you said, I want to leave at 7. It was 5.40. It was 5.40. when we woke was, up. Okay, so 6. And then, so that's still an hour. Okay, yes, except that my folks called and they had Garrett. Or they were going to pick up Garrett, and we realized we forgot to leave the car right seat. Look how aggressive she is right now. No, because you don't even let me the, talk. You don't give all the details. I am giving the details. So okay, the car seat. Of, yes, exactly. So <laughs> they said, "Oh, leave the car seat at the lobby," which means you have to go down the elevator. Which right now, because of COVID, only four people in Could the elevator at a time. Could you have asked me to go get it? Could you? Could have you asked not me? have gotten your butt out of bed and gone and get it yourself? All you had to do was ask. You took the phone call. Your parents didn't call me. I told you what was going on. I said, oh, we forgot to leave the Your parents the car didn't seat. call me. If your parents would have said, hey, Steve, where do we leave the car seat? Then it's my department. Okay, now I'll you're being it. shifty. No, I'll... Now you're finding excuses for no. being shifty. Could you ask me? Could you have said, hey, I'm trying to make it by seven. Do you mind going to get yes, the car seat? Yes, I could have asked you. But, but instead, you didn't. So now you're using it like a lawyer. You get out of You're bed. using it like a lawyer to give yourself an out and an excuse. You didn't get out That's of That's why I like fighting on the so podcast, I... because you, you're calmer, and you're not as mean, and you're not as aggressive. Guys, Because this I'm is... trying to make my point very Go clearly. Ahead. Go I ahead. want everyone to know I'm right. You're not right. <laughs> so I go and get the car seat out of your truck. Your truck, it was in your truck. I okay. go and get the car seat, bring it back up to the lobby, drop the it off. The truck that you wrecked. Yes, the truck that I wrecked. Dropped it off. And then came back up to shower and How long does that ready. take? How long does that you take? You told me. No, listen. 15 minutes? 10 at the most, max? 10, 15 minutes, yes. How does it take but 15 minutes? When I need an hour to get ready, that 15 10. minutes is it was critical. 10. It takes 10 minutes to get in an elevator, go down, switch the car seat to come back. It doesn't take 15. Okay. So even then, it took 10 minutes. But okay. when you've only allotted yourself an hour to get ready, 10 minutes is 10%. That's a significant portion, sir. Oh, my God. So anyway... So then you say... Well, how did, go ahead. Do you go know ahead. what you said? What did I say? You said, I'd like to walk out the door at 7. Can you, are, are you going to be ready? And I said, I think I can make that happen. And you said, if not, you okay, can well, just no, take no. your own car. Because we both No, but I said that there. before the car seat. I told you at, at, at 5.45, 5.40, I said, hey, I would like to walk out of here at 7. Uh-huh. That's what I said. Uh-huh. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. And then when you said I could take is, my own car. My thing is, had you told me, hey, looks like I'm not going to make the, the 7 o'clock deadline, you should say, if you want to go on your own, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it. You told me I could go on my own. You said I could take my own car. So now, now it's 7 o'clock, and I'm not going to get dressed because I'm trying to stay calm, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get in trouble because that's how you do business. You do business in a way that if you screw up and then I tell you you screwed up, then I'm in trouble. How does that make any sense? It's female logic. Perfect sense. So then I go, uh, I go, hey, I go, it's 7 o'clock, honey. I go, are you going to make it? She's like, oh, I'm not even close. <laughs> I'm not even close. I'm like, oh, my God, Because I was going to take dude. my own car. You said I could take my own car if I wasn't ready. So now it's 7 o'clock, and she's like, oh, she's still in a towel. She's still wearing the towel. And I'm like... Hey, how about a little heads up that I'm going, I'm not going to make it. Because it's my job and I get anxiety. So then, I thought you were going to leave. 
I thought it was gonna. I thought it was seven. I thought you were gonna go and leave. You were still laying in bed, so I was like, "Oh, he's chilling. He's taking his time." So this is how our cycle of fights works. She does something, I call her out for doing something, then she gets really pissed because how dare I call her out for making a mistake? So then she gets really pissed, and then she yells and screams at me, and then I yell and scream back, and then she yells and screams back, and she's like, F you, and I'm like, F you, and I'm like, I have to give examples. I'm like, look, I've asked you several times. Have I not asked you before to, at least for work, that I... I Listen, like, there was a very simple solution that, that day, that show. You told me I could say I'm myself. sorry. We had two cars. You could have taken your truck to the show, how about, been how about, on time, how about you no go, problem. Hey, I could have followed right I'm not going to make it at seven. Later, I'm no not going to make it at seven, and I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. But if you don't mind, go ahead and take... It's, it's like the ceiling fan. Uh-oh. It's like the ceiling no, fan. No, see, don't open up another fight. Don't it's do all that. About, no, but it's all Stop. about... Don't do it's that. It's all about approach. <laughs> approach. So we, we go and buy a ceiling fan, which, by the way, I, I think we probably already talked about it. She buys a ceiling fan. We put it up, and the only difference between that ceiling fan and the ceiling fan she wanted... Was the one you put up was, was ugly. Was a little silver thing around the light, right? And me and Timmy... Right, my road manager, we put it up together and it's not easy and it's not hard, but we put it up. She walks in there and she's like, oh no, you gotta change it out. Go get the other one. I, I don't like it. I sent you a picture of the fan. And my thing is- I sent is, you a picture of the exact fan. And then my thing is, how about, oh my God, guys, I'm sorry that you're gonna have to do this again. <laughs> I really don't like that flan, fan. And baby, if you could for me, please. Put the other fan. I'm happier. We don't speak to each other that way, though. I'm happier. Okay. It's like, understood. It's like the joke I'm trying to write right now about, like, how does it feel to be able to make decisions and not ask anybody? <laughs> like, it must feel great. Like, she must feel so great to be like, I just made that decision. And there's no consequences. Oh, you do too. You make decisions all the time. Did you not, like, literally, her sister... Just when it comes to stuff that's, like, a matter of taste, we should leave to me. That's all. Oh, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we've gotten, dude, where I'm like, look, I'm going to give you a budget for the new house to decorate it. Do whatever you want. I feel like most Which I think is crummy. I think it's crummy that I'm going to live there too. I work for this money too, and I don't get any say. No, no one's saying you don't get a Dude, say. Dude, I told her no pink years ago. I go, I don't mind you doing your thing, but I don't want pink. And then all of a sudden, what color are our sheets? White and pink. blush. And pink. Because she does what she wants. That's the only pink in our entire home is sheets. You sound like such a big baby right I'm a grown-ass man sleeping in pink sheets. <laughs> I don't like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay. I'll buy pink curtains instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't buy pink curtains. <laughs> but like, like, so your sister gets picked. By the way, so I, it, it made me think about it because hey, it is. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry there was a miscommunication and that you were late for work. Are you saying sorry yes. on the podcast? <laughs> Dude, this podcast is going to change our lives. That made me feel so good. Thank you, Renee. 
And the next day I made up for it. I was early 10 minutes. I was ready 10 minutes early. Thank you. And today for the podcast, was I not ready 10 minutes early? You were the one oh who had to walk God. back in the house. What? I don't even know. I, I, the, the whole, like the whole <laughs> the dynamic of our relationship <laughs> is now broken. Now I can't bitch. You just did it. because Oh, dude, she likes to win. So we put out a clip about the fishing about the fishing clip how you said about how i said fishing is basically doing nothing and all these people disagreed with her and she was like oh my god this does I not feel like, good now i know what it feels like to be you because people always think i'm right and you're wrong she was like i don't like this feeling and i'm like yeah i know well, welcome to my world welcome to my world so anyway you, you you're my, my rebecca my her little sister i love so much and and she just had a birthday, so happy yes, birthday, Rebecca! Happy birthday, Becca! And the, you, you you put up on your Facebook that beautiful picture of you and her. A lot of people don't know that you were on "Say Yes to the Dress." Yeah, Becca got picked to be on an episode of "Say Yes to the Dress." They did. I think it's called like, what's the episode called? Brides but, Across America or something. I just find it funny that she literally was like, "Hey, I just bought me and my mom plane tickets to New York." I'm like, how does it feel? To just make decisions. My sister is going to be on an episode to say yes to the I'm dress. Not mad of at course, it. we're going to go to New York I'm City. I'm just saying. So then, so so, you go to New York. I was I was thinking the other day too, because literally, you guys probably have the most screen time. Wouldn't you say? Rebecca got a lot of screen time. Yeah, yeah. Rebecca and you and your mom were on screen a lot, and I realized that I always say that you are extra. You are a pain in the ass. You are a Captain Evil. You and, say it like you want sympathy. Everybody knows And there's this. 50 other brides oh, on this show. extra too? That oh are God, extra yeah, and yeah, you yeah. guys are more extra. <laughs> That's what's amazing. We're, we're the most prominent extra? Like, like yeah, uh, they, they get the most screen time because they're the most extra out of the extra bitches. <laughs> so how extra of a wife, about do, about think about God. that. But I wanted to talk to you about the experience. It was it was neat and it was weird and bizarre. I mean, there are, can you imagine 20, I think they split them up into like two groups. So 25 women dress shopping at once. Oh, look. <laughs> Come here, buddy. It's little face. What's up? We are almost done filming. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Um, uh, where were we? About you. Oh, so, so think about it. You've got 25 women shopping for a wedding dress at the same time, right? 50. In this, well, they split them up into two groups. Oh. Cause they, there's no way you would have 50 brides in there at once, but dresses are just like flying off the racks and they've got like five different camera crews cause they're trying to capture all these as different much as women. they can yeah these different groups and they want to like keep interviewing becca and my mom and i and the consultant that's working with becca i think his name was shane he's like hey we don't got time for this these dresses are disappearing so becca's like in a panic thinking like there's not going to be anything left she can't be happy with the seven thousand dollar dress she's already wearing right because <laughs> she's extra anyway so so it was, it's just a, it's a crazy bizarre experience but the shop kleinfelds is this beautiful shop um and all the consultants are amazing and gorgeous but, but I, I feel like you know for your mom your mom is such a workaholic and such a oh you know, it was so fun right. to be able to go back to new york with my mom because when i lived there when i was 
when I'm from the time I was like 17 to I graduated when I was 19. 19 or 20. Yeah. yeah. So um, to be able to do New York with my mom as an adult on a show, was amazing. Right? On, a, on a show. And then Sean is wearing, so, so my sister-in-law married um, Sean Ayano and he became an officer in the Navy. So he was wearing... Well, they got Full picked on. to represent the state of Hawaii. There's like Even a bride to represent Texas. every state. Right. right. They were in Hawaii. He's stationed in Hawaii. So they got picked to represent Hawaii. And the, you guys were walking around Central Park. Or, I'm sorry. Um, um, the wedding was in Central Park. Right. But you know where they took those fabulous pictures because the oh, guy was Times like. Oh, Square. Times Square. Yeah. So Rebecca and, and Sean are walking around. Sean's, what, six foot? This was the day after the wedding, that evening. Sean's six two. Rebecca's. Five eight, They're skinny, both tall, yeah. right? And uh, all of a sudden, this camera guy, right? Tell us, so you were there. Well, because there's camera guys that hang out in Times Square just to capture like these amazing Times Square moments. They have these, you know, really cool Instagram accounts. And uh, there's that iconic picture of the 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 one soldier. in San Diego. Yes, yeah, um, in Times Square. So Becca, he saw Becca and Sean, and he was like, you guys got to let me take pictures. This is so cool. So she ended up with these amazing photos of her and her wedding dress that she wore on the show and him in his dress whites in the middle of Times Square. And Mom and I just happened to be coming out of, we were meeting there because we had gone to see a Broadway show. And we were like, come meet us in Times Square. Um, so we all got to take pictures there, too. It was really That's neat. Cool. I think that photograph might have been one of the ones that he took. Yes, the photo right, I the posted, posted was that. She ended up with these amazing wedding photos. Um, which, which, by the way, so my wife is definitely spoiled. Sure. And if my wife is spoiled and she's a 10, Rebecca is a 12. Her little sister's a 12. And I, I, you know, I found it so funny that Rebecca's like, you know, I just, I don't even, you know, I don't even want a wedding. Like, I just... Something simple, I'm fine with it. She had three. <laughs> she had three weddings. She had the wedding on Say Yes to wedding, the Dress. just the two of them. She had a Hawaiian wedding, just the two of them. Uh -huh. And then she had the Say Yes to the Dress. Yes. And then we had a full-on Texas, Texas wedding. wedding. And from, from, I just, you know, something <laughs> simple. Just something, something simple. They're extra. They are extra. Um, but you loved it, right? Yeah, no, it was fun. It was great. So the, I've, we got to find out what the name of the episode is so that people... I think it's Say Yes to the Dress America. I think so. Because they chose... A, it was 52. It was actually 52 brides. Well, it ended up part of my joke because, you know, I, I tell the story about... Oh, yeah, yeah. It being the worst vacation of my life. It's like a big part of the act now, yeah. And you being in New York City and I am literally in the attic. And, I, and when I tell you that I was sweating so much... That I was, it looked like I had jumped into a swimming pool. That's how wet my shirt and shorts were. And I'm sitting there, because I'm in the attic. I'm in the attic putting insulation. It's in, in the summertime. So it's 300 degrees up there. And I'm sitting there. And when I tell you I'm drenched in sweat, I'm drenched in sweat. I can't cool off even though I'm in the AC. This one calls. Oh my God. I'm in Central Park right now in a sundress and it could not be any hotter. And I'm like, did you just say that to me? What, how there was no shade. They had a stand no in Central Park for this There's no shade. I'm working my no ass shade. off to better our life with our rental property. And Meanwhile, you've got Garrett in bed with the tablet. Here, kid, take the he tablet. He got sick that week. Oh, oh yeah. You've, oh, so you finish telling your story and then we'll get into that.
Well, you always get mad because anytime I'm alone with Garrett, my parents will come help. And you're always like, do it alone. Do it alone. You can't do it alone. I'm like, yeah, I can, but my parents want to come and help. What's the problem? No, there's no problem with that. Because when Renee's gone, actually my, now when after, Renee's gone, my parents can actually come no, over. No, after <laughs> after this experience, I would prefer that they come over so that Garrett is healthy when I come back home. He and was not... he was fine. He was fine. No, uh, that was when we ended up in Tampa. Yeah, and I ended up with 104 fever. You end up, he ends up in the, Steven's up in the emergency room. I've got a kid with a swollen foot fungus, like covered in bumps. I was like, I'm never going away again. Like clearly I cannot leave. My family falls apart. Teach you a lesson. <laughs> teach you a lesson. Don't leave your family. Don't be gallivanting across New York City. <laughs> God forbid a woman get away for three days. But it was a good experience and I'm glad you did it. And, and I just love when people are like, did I just see Captain Evil? In a commercial, did I just see Captain Evil on Say Yes to the Dress? Like, it was yeah. pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. It was neat. And then the last thing that we wanted to talk about is, you know, we're, we're really listening to the comments. We, we try very, very hard to read all your comments, believe me. And, yeah. you know, one of the comments was that they really like kind of the inside baseball. They like the behind the scenes of the stand-up of, of, you know, us talking about what happens behind the comedy scene. Right. And, you know, since I've since I've gotten to where I've gotten, I, I feel this need to to reach back and help. Well you, know? you as like you as a human, who you are, regardless of your career or what you do, you love to mentor. Well you I, love to I, mentor and you love to help and I had give advice. A, I had a very rough mentor experience early on in my career. And because of that, and I realized the other day that because of that I have never trusted comedians again. I, I've never gotten close to another comedian again. You know, it was such a bad experience for me that I <clears throat> I completely separated myself and I completely did not ask anybody for help anymore. Because I was like, look, I don't, I got screwed over. The situation really jaded you. It jaded me really bad, so. That was a bad situation. Horrible situation that has affected my career. And because of that, I have not only protected myself from falling for that again, because I truly fell for something, right? Um, so in return, I like to give back. Yeah. And in all honesty, it has backfired on me early on in my career. I was going to say, I think there's some people you know? who don't want your advice. I think a lot of people don't want my advice, you know, and I think that... But I think it's hard to... I think. When it comes to stand-up comedy, there is a certain amount of ego a person has have to, to have, have to get to. on that stage and be successful. Like, it's part of the job description. Right. And so, if you are, are a person who does have a significant amount of ego, taking advice or feedback is sometimes hard to hear. No, absolutely. And it's hard for me to hear in the beginning. And I have learned to trust the people around me. I've learned to take notes and, and you know, me and me and my partner in this podcast, Rick, we talk about it all the time. Hey dude, I trust you in your lane to help me and vice versa. And I've learned over the years to to be able to take criticism, to be able to trust the people that I'm working with and their expertise, you know. And it's frustrating because, you know, when when I find somebody with talent, they're usually really young and they don't they're not ready for the you know, advice or the, you know. Um, well, but I also think you have to remember, just like we're talking about how it takes a certain amount of ego to go up there on stage and do that, I think when you're young and you're starting out, that ego is so fragile. 
And so when someone does throw something at you, it totally th it can totally throw you off. Sure. And, and, and I have a habit of being very forward and being very blunt. And, you don't sugarcoat you know, things. I don't sugarcoat just things. say it how it is. <clears throat> I say it how it is. I make it very simple. And, and I tell comics that tour with me, look, dude, if you're touring with me, I already like you. So let's skip the, uh, hey, you did good. And let's just get straight to well, the... Well, then why can't I just skip the, hey, baby, you did good with the ugly fan. Now can we switch it out to the pretty one? How come that same methodology... You see how nice you said me? that? You see how nice you said that? Hey, baby. No, no. When you walked in, you're like, oh, no. Peasants, switch it. Like, that was the attitude you had. And all I'm saying is... All I'm saying is, why do I have to sugarcoat it? You don't sugarcoat it. Because I'm your... I'm your I'm, I treat you... Okay. I sugarcoat for you. I'm talking about comments. Okay, I totally diverted. Yes. I'm sorry. Because you... You're trying to win. You're still trying to win. <laughs> no, I am. You're still trying to win. <laughs> so, you know, I, I try to find these young, talented guys, and I, I, I try to help them the best I can. Is it always the best? Is, is, is the way that I help the best? Maybe not, but I, I'm, I'm doing the best I can right. with 1,000% good intentions. Yeah. You know, but what I'm finding is the lack of... I was the lack of sacrifice, the lack of commitment. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people realize what I have been through. I told you that the other to day. Get to this. That I, I think I, I think people because you make it look so easy on stage, I think sometimes people think that everything is that easy and they don't realize all the behind the scenes work and I sacrifice mean, that happens. <clears throat> all the free shows I did, all the driving I did all the sleeping in my car, sharing hotel rooms, yeah. uh, hustling, promoting my own shows, and sometimes losing money, and figuring things out, and never saying no, and never not answering my phone. Y you'll never catch me not answering my phone. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely I'm going to answer my phone because I, I always tell people all the time, like, I can't tell you how many opportunities that I have gotten because I answered the phone. You know, where they go... Hey Steve, we needed a replacement comedian for this, this is back in my early in my career. Are you available this week? And I'd be like, Yes, sir, I'm available this week. And they're like, oh. They're like, Great, because we just called three other people. They didn't answer their phone. So many times, yeah. gigs mm -hmm. that saved us when we were like, How are we going to pay this bill? Was because something happened, someone canceled, and you got the call. And I'm on it, right? Yeah. And I'm going to answer my phone. And there is no, How much are you going to pay me? How am I going to get there? It was like, I'm on my way, dude. People knew they you could know, call you and you were going to do it. They, they knew they I was going to get a yes. Right. And, and all the free shows I did and, and all the opportunities that I, I would take advantage of, you know, and it was frustrating. Then um, I'm debating whether how to handle it because there's this really young, talented musician that I think I can help. My management team is in the music business. This kid is, is super talented good-looking kid, and I have a meeting with him at my show on Thursday. His parents come, and everybody comes, and I explain to him, hey, man, I want to help you. And we were doing a music-slash-comedy show all weekend in a venue that books music. Yeah, that's typically not a comedy venue. Specifically the music that this kid sings. So I tell the kid that day, I'm like, hey, you want to go on stage? So he does. And then I tell him afterwards, I go, look, I'm going to be here all weekend. What do you got going on? And he's like, well, I don't have any gigs. I said, well, you should come back and hang out, and you should come back and get on stage. I can get you on stage every single night, which, by the way. Exposure to a completely different audience. And all sold out. 
Yeah. I mean, my shows are completely sold out. And then I get a text message from him and he's like, yeah, man, we have company over tonight, so I'm not going to make it. And I'm like, there is no company, dude. There is no day offs. There is no, especially on the weekends. There is no weekends for you. That is when you are working. And when you're not working, you should be hanging out at Randy Rogers' show, at Roger Craig's show. You should be showing your face. You know, at, you, you remember in L.A.? If yeah. I was not working on the road, I was at the comedy store. Yeah. That was just as much work to you as your road game. I had to be there. I yeah. had to be getting better as a stand-up. I had to be in the community. I had to find a way to continue to push my career forward. And in the beginning, you had a hard time with that. Yeah, you know, for sure. In the beginning, she would be like, why can't we have a weekend? You're not working this weekend. Why do you have to go to the comedy store? And I'm like, because I don't have a career. And because I have to get better. And because I have to sacrifice. Because I have yeah. to make sure. you know. And then some of the gigs, you know, people are like, my goal back then was, I got to make a thousand bucks a week. And I don't care how I do it, I'm going to do it. So there was these gigs all over L.A. that were like $50 gigs, um, $75 gigs, right? And then there was a, a Wednesday gig in San Miguel, California, which was four hours away. So I would literally, for, that was for 400 bucks. Yeah. I would drive to San Miguel. And that's another thing. While I was there, um, making sure to shake every hand thank everybody for coming out because I knew that all I need to do is earn one fan a show. And if I can earn one fan a show and I'm doing 10 shows a week, I've got 10 new fans. And those 10 new fans are going to tell two other people. Now I've got 20 fans. And that was the attitude that I took towards my career. And I don't think people realize that at the end of the day, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people who want to be a comedian. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of people who want to be an, a, a musician. Yeah. So how are you going to separate yourself from them? They have talent. You have talent. You have to outwork them. You got, you got to show up and, and get better at your craft and earn a fan. I mean, he could have probably earned... By the way, and, and like you know how I think... He should have been like, hey, man, can I sell merch? I'm not getting paid, but do you care if I sell merch at your show? I bet yeah. he could have made 50 bucks a night, 50 bucks a show, because I'm happy to go on stage and go, hey, man, you know, he came out here to perform for you guys. He's not getting paid. He's selling merch, man. Buy a hat. Buy a shirt. Yeah. And he probably would have made Buy some Buy his music. Money. Chingo Bling's like that. Yeah. You know, Chingo Bling would take every opportunity he could to get in front of the public. So it was very frustrating to me, and I, and I don't know um, how to I just it. think because you are such a hard worker, you have such high expectations. You set the bar so high. And not, not that you shouldn't. I'm just saying not everyone thinks like you. But we're hard workers. We don't, we, you know, for us, you know, and, and other people that we work with, it's seven days a week. There is no days off. Yeah. Right? The phone, I don't turn my phone we're off. We're sending emails Saturday, Whatever. Sunday, yeah. Friday. I mean, every day it just keeps rolling. And, and you know, we, we deal with people sometimes where we'll call them and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm at the pool right now. So can, and I'm like. I'm out of the office. 
and I'm out of the office. And I'm like, for us, there is no out of the office. Yeah. The, you know, and I get so frustrated. We, there's an intern here right now named Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn, if you work harder than everybody else, you will be more successful. And you have to sacrifice and you have to put in the time and you have to make yourself work harder than everybody else. Because everybody else wants the same thing you want. You know, and, and, you know, I have made my own path. I've heard a million no's. I still, to this day, we have now a successful podcast. I have almost a million fans on Facebook. I have three specials in the can, filmed, Showtime, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and I'm still not getting, Hollywood's still not giving right. me another special. There's still no, you still hear no's. I'm still yeah. hearing no. Get, get used to the no's. Mark Wahlberg said it took him 10 years to, to get make the fighter the, made, To make right? the fighter. Mark Wahlberg is getting no's. Yeah. So if you're just starting out, you better take every crumb that comes your way because those crumbs become the whole cake. Yeah. And you got to work hard. So I, I, I don't know how to handle it. I, I don't know. I, I love the kid. I think he's very humble. He's very sweet. Um, but I also think, and, and, and me and you. You um, said. You said you give him another chance. You explain, and either he gets it or he doesn't. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call him and say, look, dude, you missed an opportunity. And you have to make a decision on how hard you want to work. Because yeah. I don't want to work this hard to help you. For a hobby. For a hobby. You got you to make this your life. Yeah. And if it is your life, that means that you have no life. Because me and you... But we have a life. But we built it. And we work hard to have that life. I think we're very fortunate that we get to work together. We are very... Well, but we created that. And we did that. And we work hard towards that. So um, we went way longer, as always. Garrett got more than an hour of tablet yeah. time. <laughs> Uh, but the podcast has been very successful, so thank you so much, and we appreciate the comments. And but what and we, everyone sharing it. That's what we need. More than anything, we need you guys to share it. We need you guys to tell people about it. Tag your friends, um, and please continue to support. We love you guys so much. Someone said they want your mama. They want Miss Dora on an episode. Oh, I we didn't even we get totally to talk about gotta get her on an episode. Miss Dora at the show every night till two a.m. Oh hanging my gosh, out, she was loving taking it. Taking shots. My mom's taking shots. She wouldn't come backstage because she was getting way more attention out front. That oh yeah, she was out scene. front hanging out with the owner of the club, and I mean yeah. just everybody. So yeah, we do have to get Miss Dora on the show. Follow her, please, at, at Dora Pena on Facebook. She loves it. She sells eyelashes. Buy yeah. her eyelashes. That's our sponsor. Our sponsor today <laughs> is Dora Pena on Facebook. My mother, she sells eyelashes, ladies. So make, and they're the magnetic ones. Where yes. you, yeah. yeah. So get some of those. This has been a great episode. I love you. I appreciate the, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be on, I'm going to be high for the rest of the week. Hopefully it'll last a little longer than that. Well, I'll probably have a hopefully, dream. No, I was going to say, I'll hopefully a bad dream. dream doesn't ruin it, a cheating dream. So, we love you guys. Thank you so much. We are out. Thank you.